You're listening to the Functional Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Patrick Hester and Tracy Townsend. Michelle, are they here? I don't know. I'm still checking. We've got a lot of stuff down here. Uh, yep. Coast is clear. I can't believe we're doing this. I told you it'll be easy. Patrick trusts us way too much, and Tracy still has no idea what's going on. Uh, I don't know. Tracy's a wild card. Nah, she's all talk. Like, literally, all talk. True. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say something simple with ten times more words than I need to. Blah, blah, blah. Well... Still, I feel kind of bad about Patrick, you know? That'll be fine. We'll give him, I don't know, like a producer credit on the new show or something. I think we're going to give their old show a shout out in the title of the new one, but it'll be an objectively better show now that we're taking over. Oh, yeah. Functionally troped. The Giles and Michelle hour. I like it, but it's kind of a mouthful. Yeah, we'll workshop it. But not with Tracy. Oh, no way. Definitely not with... Wait, do you hear something? So here's my thought on a patron tier. Where we send folks guitar picks. Wait, like your guitar picks? Sure. I mean, that's the point, right? People love collectibles. I don't know, Patrick. It seems... Hey, who are you guys? Oh, it's Giles and Michelle. Zencaster didn't have video back when you were a guest on Beyond the Trope, Tracy, so that's why they look the way they do. They don't look familiar. How are you guys? And what are you doing in my recording booth? Um, Patrick, please sit down. Uh, you too, Tracy. I'm in my basement in Chicago, and I'm already sitting? Well, uh, Michelle and I, over at Beyond the Trope, we've decided that it's time to take over the functional nerds, effective immediately, and it's really for the common good and especially both of your individual good. What? Why? <laughs> I don't understand. This is a joke, right? See, Patrick, that's just the thing. It's not a joke. This podcast isn't nearly fresh or funny enough. I booked Mary Roach and she said titties a lot. This isn't the second grade. Tracy, you're better than that. <laughs> Actually, no. She kind of isn't. What? <laughs> I've known you for a while now, and that whole episode was actually very much your level. Oh, okay. That's fair. But this is this is Patrick's life's work. You can't just come in and take it from him. Huh. You're right. You can't do this to me! <laughs> Patrick, that was awful. I'm sorry. I watch a lot of stuff on the CW. It kind of rubs off. The patrons will never let you get away with this. Well, maybe we'll just make a new backer level that gets vials of your tears to them as a reward. Ow. That really hurt. Hey, you said it. People love collectibles. All right. All right. Uh, We're not unreasonable. Really, Michelle and I can just challenge you to a duel for ownership for the podcast. Wait, what kind of a duel? An interview off. (laughs) 
<laughs> I've been doing this for a really long time, and I have never heard that before. I have no idea what that is. Oh, Patrick. It's very simple. Each of us will take turns asking the others a question. Everyone has to answer. At the end, whichever pair of hosts is more charming, hilarious, and intellectually stimulating keeps the functional nerds. Forever. <laughs> Patrick Louise, if you shit the bed with a bunch of dad jokes, so help me. <laughs> okay, okay. Jazz Michelle, you are on. All right. So you've launched the offensive here, Giles and Michelle. So bring it. Ask us something. Go ahead. We're ready. No, no, no. Dad jokes. Don't do it, Patrick. <laughs> hey, if it's going to be a dad joke off, it's going to be between me and Giles. And okay, that's fair. If, it's, if it is a dad joke off, then, then I select you. Yeah. Yeah. And then you and Michelle <laughs> are the losers. I mean, we could just start with the dad joke off. I don't know. Would that end it too soon, though? Probably. It might. It might. Okay. You mean in the sense of people just turning off the podcast? Yes. Yes, it would end it far (laughs) too soon. Yeah, true. All right. We're going to start with the most important question you will possibly ever receive in your lifetime. And that is, what is the best cheese? Ooh. Ooh. All right. Best cheese. Whew. Um. I have to kind of mentally limber up for this one. I'm going to go with Gouda because you can have it either straight up or smoked, in which case you have very different flavor profile options. It's a consistent melter, goes really good in recipes, um, and also works great by itself. So Gouda, doing it. Yeah. Is this really a question you want to ask me? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Can't can't I just say queso? (laughs) I mean, you know me. You know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Mexican food. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you make your choices, and sometimes you'll have to deal with the consequences later by losing your entire podcast. But, (laughs) you know, you do you. You make that choice. Here's the thing. Whenever whenever I'm making a sandwich, it's pepper jack. That's what what goes on the sandwich. I like to melt it and get it all melty on there. Whenever Mm -hmm. I'm doing pizza, I will do a combination of mozzarella, provolone, and cheddar actually, because I, I like that together. If I am like making Mexican food, I'm, I'm going to go from the cooking standpoint. If I'm making, then I, I go with queso. So you're really looking, she, he's looking at a utility player standpoint here is what and I'm hearing. Like this is baseball logic. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a sit, I'm not a sit and eat cheese and drink wine person, which I think is where this is coming from. A little no, bit, it wasn't. You know, and, and, and from, from, you know, fiction that people are writing. So, I, I'm just not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. Like I don't sit around eating cheese. Like how many people actually do that? Uh, apparently a lot. If you look on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Like a, basically all of Beth Cato's feed. That's not, if it's not bread, it's cheese. Yeah. Right? Beth yeah. Cato is obsessed with, with, uh, with cheese. Yeah. Have you guys inter- ever interviewed Beth Cato? Not that I can remember. (laughs) I have. Anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) I think I think I think we have to turn this question around here. So, can you do better than queso and gouda? That's that's really what it's coming down to. See, unfortunately, my answer was gouda, and I don't want to change it because we're both right. So this is true. So it's a draw. Yeah, it's a draw on this. I will say. 
that using Gouda is the best if you mix it with another like sharper cheese to make grilled cheese. And this that's is true. What really this is true. Makes a, an amazing grilled cheese sandwich. Yep. And Patrick, that is where my brain was when I asked this question. Ah, grilled cheeses. So, so, so you're talking about adult grilled cheeses because no kid's going to eat that. They want American. I mean, I don't think my kids know that the only grilled cheeses they've ever had have Gouda and something else in them. Like, because they don't pay attention to what I'm making for them. I'm just the magical food machine with human parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So basically, your kids walk into the kitchen and they say, tea, Earl Grey, hot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. We're leaving Giles out of this conversation here, and he could be a sleeper agent win for you. So I, I don't want to let this go. My favorite cheese is the uh, Kerrygold Dubliner cheese, and that's kind of my go-to because it has a bit of a sharp white cheddar slash Parmesan flavor to it, and it's really good. It does, for... and also smells like feet. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know. I know no. it does. Yeah, and, it totally uh, smells like feet. Yeah. Scientifically, the, the uh, same uh, like chemical reaction that makes your feet smell like that is the exact same chemical that makes cheese smell like that. So there's that for you. But I really do yeah. enjoy the Dubliner cheese. You just make everything better. I try. Yeah. Thanks. So what's funny is the the what's the brand? Carrie Dairy? Carrie Gold. Carrie Gold. I have tried their different cheeses and I have not liked any of them. Like they're specific it's like I don't like them. I don't like Boar's Head. Irish cheese gets drunk and punches you in the face is really what happens. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a little bit it has problems with its father. And it wants to discuss them with you and also its knuckles. Like that's – Irish cheese is sort of un- unapologetic in that fashion. But it's so good. And it's great with like a, a nice pint of Guinness. Oh, see, this is the, this is a variation on the cheese and wine theme here. <laughs> I was going to say, so you're yeah. not the wine and a piece of cheese. You're a giant loaf of bread in its liquid form mm-hmm. yeah. and a piece of cheese on the side. I'm just going to point out here real quick that it sounds a little bit like like even Michelle isn't on your side in this one, Giles. So yeah. I call the first round for us. So it was yeah. a defeat comment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> God, Giles, you ruined everything. It's what all I right. do. All right, all right, Patrick. Patrick, you know Giles and Michelle far better than I do. So surely, surely you can think of a question that will that will continue our our. Indomitable well, if, winning if streak. We're doing, if we're doing best ofs, mm. so we'll start with Giles because Michelle got to ask the last question. Giles, uh, how do you pick a good whiskey? Oh, gosh. It really depends on what your budget is and what kind of whiskey you like. And since I am both poor and not a whiskey connoisseur, it's basically what I can afford. So I tend to lean towards uh, Jameson or if I have the extra money, um, I'll go with Nipog Irish Castle, which is uh, – or Napoke Castle Irish Whiskey, which is one that Michelle introduced me to. But basically, I go for something that's fairly smooth and easy drinking, um, not cask strength, because I don't like diluting it. Diluting your whiskey is for cowards and weaklings. And so I'll uh, I'll go with something that you can just drink straight and, and uh, kind of enjoy without getting hit in the face with a tire fire flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, same question. Uh, the Here's the real process I go through. Uh, my best friend's parents have some friends who have a St. Patrick's Day party every year. And it is 
wild in that it's full of a bunch of boomers and they travel all over the world. He used to be a literal spy and he has, I'm not exaggerating at any one time, about 60 different bottles of Irish and Scottish whiskey in his house. And so instead of like looking up, what's the flavor profile I like or what are these different things that I hate? We literally just go to the party once a year and they get the little like teeny tiny, like almost like communion cups, which I think is hilarious. And you just go and you taste all of these little whiskeys. And after a while you're like, Ooh, that last one, that was, that one was really nice. We go by the labels on the bottles. We go for the prettiest ones. Um, and then we take a picture of the bottle and we look them up later. And if they're not over $75, we go and buy them. <laughs> Tracy, I know you're a lightweight. <laughs> go ahead. Giles. Yeah. So, so here's my no, no, process. Hold on, for hold, on hold on, Giles. No, no, Giles no, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I was going to say, Michelle, I really appreciate that uh, Patrick hamstrung his team on this question since he doesn't drink at all. Oh, that's what you think, but that's not true. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tracy. However, Giles is not wrong in that here, here's my process of picking a whiskey. Usually it begins with someone else picking a whiskey and handing it to me and saying, Tracy, you'll like this. I then smell a tire fire, drink it, realize that on, on an anatomical level, I'm actually disintegrating, and then I pour it down a drain. And so, um, or into or like like they do in movies and comedies, like I'll pour it into a plant, which later then combusts. And so that's how I choose whiskey. Um, so, and, so yeah, uh, you really have to carry the side on this one, Patrick. Oh, and and I've got it locked up because everything everybody has said is wrong. The way you pick a good whiskey is it's either Irish or it's from Tennessee. So there you go. <laughs> you, you both. That's. Failed miserably. Unfortunately wrong. So this is like a trick question. It's, it's <laughs> not. And actually, you. and actually, on top First of that, of I could say uh, you shouldn't be drinking whiskey anyway. You should get bourbon from Kentucky. So there you go. Mm, mm, I don't if know. You I want think to die after hating yourself. Sure. <laughs> I think. I don't know. I mean, I, I think we might need to throw this question out. I think. It, I think this is this. Mm. Oh, so when you're about to lose, you want to get rid of the question? I see how it is. I mean, Interesting. fair. This is a fair observation. Um, yeah. So, okay. I think I think in the sense of actually having real adult opinions that are articulated in some detail uh, beyond the, the, the Tennessee and, and the, the Irish question, I think we may have to give this one over here. I think we're tied. That's fine. All right. All right. All right. All right. I think, I think that's true. It's so unfortunate for you, Patrick. Don't worry. We'll take care of the show. Yeah, no, I think from an interview standpoint, what happened there was that the interviewer asked a question that allowed the guests to convey oh. to the listeners their opinions and expertise on a particular subject. If you consider that to be a loss, that's up to you. <laughs> At this point, he's reconsidering who his co-host should be, really, is what I'm hearing. So, yeah, Patrick, yeah. you didn't truly answer the question. You made a statement about but as opinion, the interviewer, it's not about me. To the question. As the interviewer, it's not about me. It's about getting to know you. Wow. I do well, appreciate the moving of the goalposts here. I think that this is <laughs> this is an interesting strategy. <laughs> like, like Patrick's just taken them and he's run downfield several years. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He shouts over his shoulders. He goes way over here with the goalposts. So 
I'm not moving anything. Close All right. <laughs> Giles, how about you? So all of us have been podcasting for uh, quite a long time, and we've had uh, – we were talking about it before the recording started. We've had uh, over 400 episodes each. Um, you guys are well over 500 at this point, which is awesome. But out of everybody you've had on the show, who is one guest that you would really love to have who hasn't been on the show yet, and why would you want them to be on the show? Oh, my gosh. Oof. Yeah, don't throw a softball or anything. Um, oofta. Uh, Patrick. You want me to go? <laughs> yeah, buy me some time, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, so so the question is, who would we want to have, not who have we had, right? So right. if if I could if I could reach out and and just pluck someone and be able to talk to them for forty five to fifty minutes, Mark Hamill. And Mark Hamill has been a huge part of my fandom my entire life. And and it goes beyond, it's not just one fandom, right? Because yes, he was Luke Skywalker. He also did a ton of voices in various animated Star Wars things that were not Luke Skywalker. He was the voice of the Joker in Batman the Animated Series. He was the trickster on The Flash. And he even revisited that on the CW version of The Flash. Like he came back in the in the Crisis episodes as, as a version of the trickster. So he has been there forever. And he just seems like the nicest, sweetest guy in fandom. Hollywood could have messed him up and it didn't. And he just seems like this this wonderful guy. And he tells these wonderful stories. He seems hilarious. I, I would love to be able to sit down with Mark Hamill and just have a conversation. Nice. Nice. I think. Okay. So Michelle, let's throw it over to you. Cause we'll just take turns bouncing from podcast <laughs> oh, to podcast. Are you, are you still stalling? Well now actually um, my partner made my life more complicated because I immediately started thinking of authors and now he's opened the door to actors and everything is just screwed. Um, so everything yeah. is worse and yeah. my brain is on fire. So yes, yes, you're I am. You're thinking about, you're thinking about that one show you watched, Tracy? Yeah. The one, the one time there was this yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now that one time, that one time. Uh, okay. <laughs> Are we allowed to bring people back from the dead? No. Okay. Then I would probably choose Jasper Ford, who wrote the Thursday Next series, partially because he's just hilarious. And he's one of those people who is kind of on social media, but doesn't like overload everyone with his personal opinions and hating on other people or other creators. Mm-hmm. I just think he'd be really fun to talk to. And I love his books. Also, he has two F's in his last name. Like, how can you beat that? That's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Just the audacity of it. I know, the audacity. He posted about it a while ago and he said, yeah, we don't know why. The family member just decided a couple of generations ago to put another F in there. And we were like, okay. It's entirely possible that it was also a census thing. That the census mm-hmm. takers came out and said, "What's your name?" Yeah. and they wrote it down with two F's. That tends it's to happen. Possible. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that would be fun and cool. And 
that was an awfully heartfelt answer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so what you're no, saying is heartfelt, I'm winning. Heartfelt works. Yeah. yeah. I make that mistake sometimes too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've killed all the time I can possibly kill here. Um, I am going to pick one of many. And um, the one of many that I'm going to pick is somebody who is pretty mainstream. I mean, everybody everybody's at least heard of the guy uh, before, but I would love to get Neil Gaiman on um, because he's sort of the total package in having written for uh, for himself and his own work. He's written for television. He's written adaptations of his own work for um, and other works uh, for for film. You know, he's done comics and broke out with with Sandman and all of that. Um, and so, kind of, no matter what you're into, he would have something to say about it. Uh, and plus, he's just had like a crazily interesting career that has intersected with all sorts of different artists. And and I think you could you pull in Neil Gaiman, and I think a lot of threads get pulled in from there too. Wow. All right, Giles, your own question has now boomeranged back to you. <laughs> I was kind of torn because there are a lot of people I would love to have on the show, but I think uh, the first big celebrity that I ever thought of that I thought, you know, this would be an impossible get. Um, Honestly, it would be Matthew Lillard. So he shot to fame with SLC Yikes. Punk, but he was also in a bunch of uh, a bunch of like teen movies from the late '90s, early 2000s. But he's also really big in the D and D community. So he's he's doing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff. And I'd love to talk with him about how his work as a like a producer and um, actor kind of intersect with doing Dungeons and Dragons and just having a lot of fun and maybe go over some of the, I mean, I'm sure he's talked about it to death, but the, the process of being in SLC punk, which was just a phenomenal movie that if you haven't seen it, it will wreck you. Um, do you think he would be a, a, a great person to just talk to because he's done so many unique things. And uh, like uh, Patrick was suggesting he's done voice acting. He's been the voice of yeah. Shaggy yeah. in the Scooby-Doo stuff since basically. He's Rari, Raggy. Rari. <laughs> yeah. I will say that I think the true winner uh, is whichever shows, Whichever mm. show's guest booker manages to book the guest first. Can get that so, person. Oh, so, yeah. Michelle, you yeah. have your marching orders. Tracy, you have yours. I'll work <laughs> on it, boss. I'm still working on they. I'm still working on they might be giants. I've narrowed it down to three yeah. of their eight publicists who I have not yet contacted. But Ooh. I'm a I'm a do it. That would um, be really awesome. Here's a little tip. Um, you can sign up for IMDb Pro for free, mm. and you mm-hmm. can get contact information for. Uh, um, all these various uh, celebrities who have booking agents and things. Um, it's like a 30 day free trial if you've never used it before. And then about twice a year, they'll ask you to sign up again. So really what I'm hearing is you, you, you sign up for 30 days for free, copy down lots of information and then yep. maybe a year later re up to make sure your information is still correct. Yeah. That's how we got. Uh, that's how we got James Marsters for episode 200. Sweet. Sweet. And that was fun, and and just to so there's a there's a little bit of a metaverse uh, sometimes between our two shows, because we had Jim Butcher on, you guys had James Marsters on, mm-hmm. and you were you were able to hear our episode and then use that to ask James a question about the animated series, right? Because we basically said, you know, who who would be the voice of, of Harry, if he did an animated, and he said, I couldn't imagine anybody other than James Marshers. And then you mentioned that to James and he was all, Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, uh, he was totally on board with that idea. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. That is cool. 
All right. So I guess it's my turn now because I've made everybody else ask questions. Well, shit. We're going to do a walk through the portal one. So a portal appears. If you walk through it, you will end up going to the not our world fantasy, science fiction, horror, weird world of your choice. When you walk through, you will emerge where and why. Oh, gosh. I killed the podcast, guys. (laughs) Well, who do you want to answer first? There's so many options. There really are. I mean, yeah, everybody's just paralyzed right here. (laughs) Should we put on like, should we have like music, like hold music while we're figuring this out? I do. I do have an answer. Girl from Ipanina. It feels like it's cheating a little bit because it's Discworld, which is like a whole universe in and of itself so it wouldn't be like just walking into one place that's i mean i also i choose it because (laughs) i'm the least likely to die you know (laughs) it is a mostly benevolent place yeah you go into other like fantasy worlds like star wars world you probably die star trek world I don't know if you're like fancy enough to be check the color of your shirt. You yeah. won't die, yeah. but like I don't know. But you could get you yeah, could get if your shirt color changes on the way. You could also the get portal. stuck. You could also get stuck in the buffer on the transporter, and that would suck. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loading error. Yeah, um, you could go to like <laughs> one movie I absolutely love is Galaxy Quest. And yes. sometimes you think, hey, it could be so fun to go through there. And then you think, no, nope, everyone dies there too. Like you could get trapped on some alien planet where a giant rock monster bashes your head in. I'm thinking Discworld is one of the safest. You just join one of the guilds so that you are protected. You learn some basic magic. You make friends with a vampire and someone who, you know, runs the mail system and you're fine. Pet cats great. with death. Everything's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. No worries. All right. So I guess bouncing back and forth to on on, on the podcast thing. I guess it's you, Patrick. Ah, uh, portal, huh? So I step through the portal and I'm in another world. That's hard. Anyway. That's difficult. Because uh, there, there, you know, to Michelle's point, there's 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 good places and bad places and probably more of the bad places where it's going to be really, really dangerous. Huh? Uh, man, that's, that's a really difficult question. Cause are, are you, are you there to stay? That That's like, you're just, you're there forever or you you get to go visit. I, I haven't thought out the rules on this. So don't, okay. don't feel the need to invent rules to, to make your life more calm. I, I'll buy you time if you want. I'll give my answer. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, w- I would want yeah. some place that, that either had, you know, sufficient technology to, to make life way easier and mm-hmm. make it so you don't have to, you know, live paycheck to paycheck every week. Like so many people do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. That's hard. That's a really hard question for me. I, I, I would, I, I mean, I would default to something like Star Trek or Doctor Who or something like that. Except Michelle could, scared you. Yeah. No, she didn't necessarily. Like, <laughs> I, I know how to reroute power through the secondary ODN conduit on deck three. I could survive oh, that, that, in the Star Trek good. universe. Yeah. 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 I, I'll go for the Star Trek well, universe. So, I but I, I don't get to pick a time. To like, 
Like, I think I would want to go to the Discovery future timeline. Okay. Again, you're making this more complicated for yourself than you need to, but go off. Past all the shit. Past all the shit, you know, (laughs) no Borg. No Borg running around trying to assimilate people. Sure. Uh, That you know of. The really long-ass boring Picard season is over, so now you're in the future. Cozy Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Giles, what you thinking? I'm thinking uh, the Old Republic era of uh, the Star Wars universe, as long as I was a Force-sensitive individual who could work at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. And I don't nice. think anybody who knows Giles would think that that would be his choice. I mean, that was that was like out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Yoda tattoo on the back the portal... of my calf is kind of a giveaway. <laughs> Wait, but what if the portal doesn't let you choose those things? Like, it's going to randomize Don't change the rules and make us lose. <laughs> Patrick and, and, and Michelle are both very like convinced that they have to invent complex uh, systems of rules surrounding my random ass portal question. <laughs> okay, but also, you know, listen to the rules. Part of this is we have to be charming and intellectually stimulating. And that answer wasn't good enough for me as a competitive human being. And I'm, gonna I'm just going to point out that this might be your it smells like feet answer. moment, Michelle. You might be. You, you might kind of oh be. God, you're right. Yeah, you just did the thing. Ah, Okay, so here's my answer. My answer is a cheat, and I'm proud of it, and here's why. Um, I would go to the world of Roger Zelensky's Amberverse. No. And here's – yes, I know. Everyone's super surprised, but here's the thing. Most people who don't read it have no idea why this is a cheat. I'm going to explain it to you. If you are one of the people of the world of Amber and are attuned to the pattern, which in the same way that Giles is like, I want to be force sensitive and whatever, of course I would be attuned to the pattern. The whole gig is that the pattern allows you to understand the Ur structure of the universe so that you can walk through space and time to literally anything you can imagine custom made. So the answer is you walk through the portal that takes you to the place that allows you to, uh, to go to effectively infinite portaled universes that you custom and design. So you so got a genie cheating. and you wished for infinity wishes. <laughs> I did. I did. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> hmm. Don't you think that you would be so overcome with choice that you, you get nope. tired of it? Like in the good place? Nope. At the end, no, they get tired of it. It's like too good. Yeah, but that's a philosophical treatise in the form of science fictional (laughs) comedy, and I am actually a very simple human. That's all. I'm I'm a little bit with Michelle on this one because I feel like it's it's like when you go and you buy ten books Mm -hmm. because you want them all, Mm -hmm. and then you take Mm -hmm. them home and you don't read any of them because you don't know which one to start. So what's the worst thing that happened? I hang out in like am- like the city of Castle Amber itself with all of its political intrigues and whatnot, which is fascinating to begin with. The default <laughs> zone of Amber itself is interesting. Like, so what if I decide I don't want to like take a vacation weekend to my version of the Star Wars universe that particular time? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of you imported the rules with like, but what if in a cosmic level... I'm like not fulfilled by it later. And I want to walk through the gateway that takes me somewhere and turns me into sparkly gold stuff so that I fall in a trash can. And later I get found on a piece of mail that's in the trash can and gets redelivered to Michael so that he gets his bonus card. But like, we don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. You're just much smarter okay. than I am. 
Yeah, wait up, wait up, wait up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or more suspicious. Yeah, yeah. So, so believe it or not, uh, we are running low on time. Somehow. Shocker. So I, I have I have I have one question for the three of you, and then we'll do picks of the week. And I think this is just a yes or no question. So Tracy, have you ever watched or listened to Monty Python's Cheese Shop sketch? Yes. Giles. Probably, but I don't remember it because I do have the entire series on DVD. Michelle. No. Hmm. You would think that that would be something that would be a good research tool. Don't disagree with you. However, there are so many things to watch and read and listen to in this universe. And that just hasn't been on the list. This is like when my students tell me the reason they didn't do their homework is that they were so busy with their other homework. (laughs) Uh Yeah, exactly. I have other homework to do, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Other geeky homework. Another question. I will ask another question. Do do we think that do we think that that Tracy had any idea, any inkling of a notion of how competitive Michelle is when it comes to games and and contests? Am I supposed to answer? Am I out because we're judging my judgment? I'm just gonna. I'm the. Yeah. I, the only reason I ask is because it's kind of funny. Uh, obviously, I know I know Giles and Michelle <laughs> fairly well, and whenever we've talked about playing a game or playing a board game or something like that, or doing doing a cooperative, Michelle's like, "But I want to win. Like, I I have to I have to win." Which is why I often have to pull myself back from playing the games because it really affects me. <laughs> it's bad, guys. I am a sore loser. I get real mad. It's very childish, and I've come to terms with it. But yeah. So maybe we should maybe we should do the the picks of the week, and then uh, we can we can decide uh, how this whole thing ends at the end. So are you guys ready for some picks of the week? Sure. As nobody says anything. Uh, yeah, I feel no, like if I even I'm if always I down. <laughs> Picks of the week. Okay, Giles, you said you had a pick. I do. So um, as uh, Patrick might know, I have Apple TV Plus, and I've been recommending all kinds of shows to him from that uh, that wonderful subscription service. Uh, I've been watching The Foundation, which is based off of Isaac Asimov's work, and it's uh, it's really good. It's really engaging. I haven't read any of the the stuff that it's been based off of, but I've really been enjoying the show, and it uh, it's kind of holding me over until season three of Mythic Quest comes out. <laughs> Which is your favorite show? One of my favorite shows, yes. Yeah, you 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 do adore Mythic Quest. You you have talked quite a bit about that. So that's interesting. So it's like definitely delivered in the voice of someone who's tired of hearing about it. <laughs> No, not necessarily. It's just, it, it, we, you know, we all we all go through those phases where there's something that we just really, really love, and we want other people to love it too. And with Giles, it's been Mythic Quest, and and I mean, it's a great show, so it's not like it's a it's that annoying. Will you not join him on his Mythic Quest? <laughs> Have you Michelle? failed him, <laughs> Michelle? How about you? You got a pick? Uh well, recently school has been insane 
and I've finally admitted to myself that I like cannot read or watch anything that I can't easily predict. Like my brain has shut down all ability to watch like new action movies. I started watching the Adam project and it took me two weeks to watch because I was so stressed out by it, which is funny because it's a great movie. Um, so my pick is a super adorable rom-com based on a book I love called The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. And they just made a super cheesy version that you can find on Hulu. Um, it's great. It's really fun. And it's wonderful for when you're stressed out and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Oh, even though you came and tried to hostily take over our podcast, I kind of want to give you a hug now. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's different avenues to release your stress. And sometimes you try to take things from people. And yeah. You curl I mean, up sometimes. On your couch, eating chocolate covered berries, watching rom coms. <laughs> Those are the two modes. Yeah. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of things in between for me either. So I'm with you. Nothing. No. <laughs> All right. Well if Michelle is looking for something new to beat people with, um, I'm going to recommend uh, a game that my family's been playing a lot lately because the Easter Bunny came and gave us games. I know everyone is shocked. Shocked faces, shocked faces, everyone. They convey well on on Zencaster. Um so we're playing a lot of Sagrada lately. Uh, and Sagrada uh, is a game that's very similar, if you're familiar with Azul, um, in that you are trying to develop an architectural phenomenon here. And in Azul, what you're doing is doing a Portuguese-style mosaic tile laying. Uh, and that's it's a, basically a points engine that is gorgeous. Sagrada is a gorgeous points engine that works with the, the notion of building stained glass windows. But it also has just really cool bits um, that everybody gets an individuated board that is shaped like a like a vaulted stained glass window. But you also randomly get different cards that have um, different squares that you need to occupy with dice of different colors. And so there's this giant bag of dice. If you're a dice-motivated human, you will find this a very satisfying game to play because you get to feed things down the dice tower or, as we did, down the mouth of the dice dragon, which then poops them all on the ground because the dice dragon... Dragon Tower was a gift from Patrick to Corwin when he uh, was in Chicago for Capricorn. So the dice dragon will poop out a bunch of dice of different colors. And then based on the schema of points that you're trying to, to satisfy, you've got to lay the different colored dice with different colored number facings. And it's sort of Azul meets a color and number based Sudoku meets um, a lot of secret objective sort of stuff going, going on. So if those are mechanics of things that sound fun to you it's a 30 to 45 minute very family friendly game my son is deeply deeply colorblind um and he was still able to play the game successfully in fact he whooped all of us badly by a margin whose delta i do not want to describe to you with actual numbers but it was shall we say humiliating um for all involved except him. So if you're keen to try out a new game that works really well, especially for people who uh, look at games and go like, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, Sagrada goes really quickly from, I don't know what's happening here to, Oh, Oh, it, which is always really satisfying. Very cool. <clears throat> uh, I was thinking about picking one of those games that I beat Giles at 
uh, recently because there was like several of them in a row. Uh, two, two. There were two of them in a row. Yeah, that several. Qualifies this, several as three. Several. No, I mean, no. I said that, more well, than one. I think. I think it could be several. Okay, fine. And, I, I mean, and, and, I, and, by and, default, and, I'm well, on your funny. side. Sure. Yeah. I will. I will throw out that it was funny because. Uh, as we're sitting at the table in one room and we're playing these games and I win in the other room, I hear Michelle telling Emily, I think Patrick just beat Giles and Giles is very unhappy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't Carefully happen attuned to your, pro- to your podcast. But that's actually not going to be my pick. That was fun, but that's not my pick. I'm going to pick Moon Knight on Disney Plus <laughs> just because it's, it's a decent show. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's different. Uh, it runs into the same, some of the same problems that the Eternals did in that, you know, oh, by the way, there's these hugely super powerful beings on the planet who paid zero attention to Thanos. But other than that, <laughs> it's, uh, I like it. I, I, uh, it's, again, it's different. I don't remember the comics enough to be nitpicky about it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's, it's nice just to be able to kind of watch it and enjoy it. So Moon Knight, Disney Plus, trying not to give any spoilers, but uh, it's it's good. I like it. So there you go. So there's our picks of the week. Fantastic. Uh, we have a bit of a problem here. It's dawned on me with with deciding who wins the duel. We are all Actually, four of Ernesto, us, shall we say, I, I texted parties. Ernesto while, while we've been chatting, and he's changing oh. the locks on the doors right now. Oh, <laughs> so we're out? This so is it? we don't have to worry about them getting back in. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, all right, yeah. I was <laughs> like, about to say, like, are you getting evicted? But... Second time. <laughs> nah. You know, what would be kind of fun, though? I mean, just speculating here, as one does from time to time, but if you and, and Giles do tend to broadcast from the same location, then theoretically it would be possible, Michelle, for us to... No, we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't. We wouldn't do that to them, Patrick. Would we break in, visit this back? Uh, the problem is that the, the their place is actually protected by a feline spirit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, the area where they record uh, there there is a a a patrol that happens quite often, mm. and you you would you would get you would get basically attacked by the cute. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. damn it. I'm really vulnerable to the cute. That's not going to yeah. work at all. Yeah, it's kind of like you, Giles, shot with, a, with a freeze ray. Like you see the cute and you can't move. No, I, I like full on fall down to my knees. Like, come to mama. Like, yeah, just like that. And the next thing you know, I either have a new friend or I'm dead because, you know, they just tear off my face. So there you go. We had probably better uh, find a way to uh, escort Giles and Michelle out of here while I still have my face and am not otherwise attacked by by uh, wandering cat demons. So, so I, I have nature. a question for you guys, a serious question. Have you booked episode 400 yet? Do you know who's going to be there? Are you planning on doing something special? We haven't booked it yet. Uh, I just texted Michelle yesterday with kind of a, a wish list, and I'm going to sign up for IMDb Pro, uh, my my 30-day free trial, to see about getting some contact information so we can make some pitches. Nice. I love how you say wish list for one person. It's like, <laughs> well, it's that's like shopping. Several. That's like me saying several. I beat him in right, several yeah. games. It's like, like diet I mean, several. Wish list. There is 
one person on the list. <laughs> Can you give us initials? Or uh, or do we not want to jinx we'll, it? We'll say it's a person connected to a classic kids TV show. Cool. Several and by classic, classic kids I mean, TV shows. In fact. Yeah, several All right. classic t- kids TV shows. Well, I guess, folks, if you want to find out what they're alluding to, you might just need to listen to Beyond the Trope episode 400 in the near future. And, All right. And, thanks. And so, 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 hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, like, uh, website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, you can find all of our work at beyondthetrope.com. Uh, there's links to our way back archive. I think beyondthetrope.com has everything going back to mid-2020. Beyond that, you'll have to go to our Libsyn archive. We're also on Twitter and Facebook, Beyond the Trope at both. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Apple Podcasts, and we're also on iHeartRadio and Spotify. And I saw Michelle hesitate on her other promo things that we do at the end of our show. I was like, oh, it's my... Wait, no, that's not what I need to do. <laughs> so there you go. So go go listen to Beyond the Trope. They're, they're approaching their 400 episode. They do a lot of stuff like we do. They talk to people. They have some fun. They have, uh, they have a third nerd in the background usually commenting, which is always fun as well. Fantastic. Thanks for being with us, even if you broke in. We forgive you. Thanks for having us. Oh, good. Yeah, thanks. It was fun. Okay. Here's how we know who won the contest. I'm the one sitting here editing the episode. Anyway, hello, Robert. How you doing, Robert? Here's your new bumper, Robert, the one you asked for. Thanks for listening to the Functional Nerds Podcast. Because I've always partnered with teachers as co-hosts, we have homework for you. Giles and Michelle are kind of cool. They have a podcast called Beyond the Functional Nerd. Oh, hold on. Uh... Got a memo coming in here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess they call it Beyond the Trope now. I honestly don't know if that's new or what. They even have a website for it, though. Beyondthetrope.com. Their podcast is weekly, just like ours, and they talk with people, just like we do, every Tuesday. So if you listen to us... And then go listen to them, and that is really, really important. You have to do it in that order. It's kind of like a double feature, and double features are cool. So check them out over at Beyond the Functional Nerd. I'm sorry, wait, (laughs) sorry, BeyondTheTrope.com. Yeah, that's it, BeyondTheTrope.com. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, or really any of our episodes, there's lots of things you can do to support us and let us know you like these things. Okay, a little bit of validation. We love validation. You could go to wherever you listen to our episodes. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. And give us some stars and reviews. Say something nice about us. You could head over to patreon.com slash functional nerds and toss a couple bucks our way. You could get a supporting or attending membership for Worldcon and nominate us for a Hugo Award in 2023. See, I'm kind of getting ahead of it this time. Uh, It's far too late for 2022, but 2023 is doable. If you need 
like if you have questions, just reach out and, and ask me how that works. And I can, I can explain it to you, Todd. You could buy our books. Tracy's got a couple out there. I've got a novel and some novellas out there. Google that shit, people. That would be awesome. You could stop two random strangers in the street and tell them all about us. Like just people you're passing as you're walking. Now, <laughs> if you do that, like uh, make some serious eye contact. Don't, don't blink. Just stare at them right in the eye and tell them to listen to us and why they should. There's probably some stuff I'm forgetting. <laughs> I'm sure Robert will let me know or Todd. Whatever happened to Beware the Hairy Mango? Is it Mucho Mango Mayo Month yet? Hmm. I should go Google that. Mr. Carpiers, you got it right. How about that? Yeah. You can call me Cannoli Joe. Oh, for God's sake. Patrick Louise. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good enough signal. (laughs) I'm so excited.